Hello, friends and fellow travelers. I'm your host of Supernature Cafe, David Mage. And I'm your co-host, Reverend Audra from One Soul Awakening. Thank you for taking the time to tune into our show where we discuss the reality-bending stories and experiences from our Supernature podcast. Supernature Cafe seeks to be respectful to all people, humans, beings, and creatures of the universe alike. What we discuss and our content may not be suitable for all listeners. We strive to only speak of truth as we know it. Some listeners may find the experience and stories depicted to be unsettling and disturbing, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Supernature Cafe. This being our first podcast, I figured probably a good idea to just briefly discuss our title. So, Supernature uh, is not a real word. Uh, it is, I learned, a old 70s song by an artist named Saron. Beyond that, uh, to me, idea of the outdoors, of our physical nature, to mean everything. From the paranormal, to alien encounters, to uh, life after death. Uh, all of these factors that we think of as supernatural and otherworldly, I think we need to start lumping them all together and including all of the new concepts that we are developing through our scientific communities from the quantum realm to multiverse, like to alternate uh, universes, parallel universes. All of this, in my mind, should be lumped into what nature is and hence supernature so for me supernature is conscious experiences so getting out of your head and using that innate ability realizing that there is so much more to our existence than simply what we can see i mean that's for me that's supernature that is realizing that we have so many senses that, you know, maybe they're dulled down, maybe they're not for everybody, but it's not just seeing as believing. Sometimes it's feeling, sometimes it's knowing. Our world is so much bigger. And I'm sure everyone's familiar with the Pierre Teilhard de Chardin quote, spiritual beings having a physical experience. Uh, I think that's a wonderful, wonderful way to look at this and to it expand where we go and explore what we do and what we believe our reality really is. Uh, before we jump right into the uh, the experience that took place, uh, which was one of your experiences, yes. uh, maybe you can give us a brief little breakdown on how we got that experience. Yeah, so we decided to choose um, one of my experiences of being hypnotized using um, regressive hypnosis. So I've actually been practicing regressive hypnosis on clients for a few years now and it's such an interesting style of hypnosis because I'm sure the majority of people out there are very familiar with it in that they're probably using the suggestive style. So the main differences between the two is where suggestive hypnosis would be used for um, you know, if you wanted to quit smoking or lose weight, those are two of the biggest ones people use that for. Because how that works is while in a meditative and hypnotized state, you are being 
uh, fed suggestions and things to change your habits. So they're kind of like implanting ideas into the client's head, which is cool because that can work for so many things on different levels um, versus regressive hypnosis, which is more, I would say, a form of meditation. So you are in a theta state, you are very deep. Um, some people don't actually recall their experience and it's actually called somnambulism when you go under in hypnosis and you don't recall anything that's sort of happened. So it's a really different approach. So again, it's like a meditative style of hypnosis where you are seeing things and you're having all of these different experiences. You may not know where they've come from or why they're in front of you, but generally speaking, they're there to teach you about your life and things that maybe you need to learn. Maybe it's about ailments that you have. Maybe it's about experiences or patterns or things like that. So it's one of those things that can be a little bit tricky to just go ahead and like say this is what it is because it's used for so many different things. But it's basically a very, very interesting experience where you kind of go inward to reflect on who you are. And I think it it's great in the whole exploration kind of idea because I had no idea what you were what you were seeing or what you're experiencing and I was having to solely rely on what you relayed to me and then gauge what I ask and what we do from there like it's, it's great that we learn these techniques and these ways to maybe help help navigate through that but it really is on the person under the person in the hypnotic state on what they experience and what they go through yeah, so as the actual person doing the hypnosis, um, you're really the interviewer. And, you know, you're interviewing these people to just pull that information out because now that I've been on both sides of it as the client end, you kind of realize that unless you're getting asked questions, you're not really talking about what you're experiencing. So the person who's actually doing the hypnosis on you really needs to get in there and interview and ask the questions and paint this picture so that you can navigate that person through the worlds or the realms that they are experiencing and actually help them. And the interesting thing that I find with this style is how much onus it puts on that client. So you're not going to see someone for aggressive hypnosis so that they give you your answers and that they help you heal. You're going there so that they can help you unlock what is actually going on with you on different levels and because you are the person under and you are the one experiencing it whether it's visually verbally mentally you're talking it through you are healing yourself and you are going through these motions that you need to and it just brings it to a whole different level than somebody telling you you have this and you need to change you are saying to yourself oh my God, I have this and I need to make a change. How do I do that? And you're helping yourself change and you're helping yourself grow through these different things. And it's all very um, client-based. So it really depends on what that person who's under needs to what they're getting. So it's very tailored, very personal. And it's so fascinating to me. And I'm so grateful that I've been on both sides now because I can see how much you grow as the interviewer and also how much you can learn from yourself on the client side and how how much of a breakthrough it can be for so many people. And you bring up a great point there about um, the, 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 the senses that we use uh, to experience this stuff and it, that it, 
you know, for someone like me who's very visual, that's pretty standard. But for someone like yourself who says they don't do much in for visualization and visualizing things, this still works. Yeah, and I know on my end, I've had a lot of clients in the past who have said, I'm not visual, this won't work, this won't happen. Well, if you know how to relax and you can allow yourself to relax, like you'd be so surprised at how things come to you. So I'm not a visual person whatsoever. Um, and I know that you know that about me where you could turn your head and I won't remember what you look like. It's boggling to me that I can't describe anything, but I can still have this experience. And it actually really helped me to understand after we did this session, working with other clients who also weren't visual and also helping people who do this to let them know other ways to ask questions and see different ways of how people view these things. Because for myself, I feel things. I'm getting a word kind of fly into my brain or sometimes words just fly out of my mouth, which happen often. Um, <laughs> as I like to talk, but sometimes they just come to you and you don't really know why. Well, with this type of hypnosis, it's really cool because you just go with it and you see where it takes you. And it's cool because on the interviewer's side, you're not leading anywhere. You're really following along and just saying, you know, what did you see? How did it make you feel? What's happening right now? And the person who's under is really the leader at this point. And it's very cool to experience how people experience. Okay. Well, I think that's a great, uh, great breakdown on, uh, on this regressive hypnosis technique. And uh, now let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about what you experienced at, uh, in that first session. The session pretty much started when you found yourself on some deserted flat land with a pyramid and this male figure nearby. The majority of that session was us following along with this figure as they, as you explored from there to into space and then to a jungle world <laughs> in a ball. Yes. Like it's, it's, you can't even make this up. It's mind bending. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still flabbergasted at what these, what comes out in these sessions. And I can't write myself out of a bag. No. <laughs> I've watched you try. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I wasn't sure if I was that person or if I was watching that person or how to kind of relay it. It almost felt, looking back, that he was sort of um, the person that I was following. He was like, it was like Alice in Wonderland, you know? I was following the rabbit and it was him showing me all of these different things and it definitely didn't feel like it was any part of our system that we're in now you mean solar system, solar system. like our yeah there's i mean maybe but i feel like with what we know about our solar system this couldn't have existed anywhere mm -hmm. hmm. which is fascinating that you get that impression from being under you know, just based on what you're experiencing and stuff and trying to place it in reality. Well, it wasn't boiling. It wasn't gassy and it wasn't frozen and mm -hmm. it wasn't here. So, you know, those are kind of the options that we have with our solar system. So where does it fit in? Well, it doesn't fit into any of them. Mm -hmm. Unless we're talking about a different time. It, yeah. 
Like, no. Uh, just, no. No? <laughs> I'm just going to straight up say no. Um, purely because of the things... The f- I, I want to use the word fall off. Because when I was viewing the space that we were in, it was so small and surrounded by nothing. Mm-hmm. It was almost like you kind of cut out a big chunk of a beach and floated it out somewhere into the middle of nothing. So, I mean, we look around, there's nothing below you, there's nothing beside you. Um, where would that be? I mean, maybe mm-hmm. from another time. Who knows? I didn't get dates, but <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get that feeling. We will actually have much more exploration with this figure, as well as numerous other interdimensional beings. Yeah, I think we can say all of us are. Like, we, yeah. <laughs> like, in this hypnotic state, we are, are we're a meeting through through this regression we are meeting other beings and exploring their worlds and experiencing life through them um and yeah this figure will come back in other other sessions he's an interesting quirky little thing Mm -hmm. now one thing came up in the session that i wanted to just get your impression on was you noted this man was just waiting for us Mm -hmm. so like, did he know that this was going to happen? That this was going to take place? I feel like yes. I mean, when I kind of came upon the scene, um, I do recall it, it was sort of a, like he was very relaxed, lean back. You know, one I think we even said like there was one foot up kind of leaning on this pyramid structure that wasn't super huge, but just behind him. And it reminded me of... I think the only way I can explain it right now would be like a cowboy leaned back against something with like a piece of wheat in their mouth. Like, oh, hey, you're here. Cool. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. It was very like nonchalant, not like, oh, my God, where is this energy coming from? What's happening? It was just like, okay. Yeah. We begin. There was was no surprise (laughs) on that end. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, he was very excited to show me a bunch of different things that he Mm -hmm. was doing that he was like guess what you can do too check this out it was interesting it felt like there was an excitement to show us something Mm -hmm. it's also like i want to note too it's interesting to talk about this because i recall waking up and not remembering much and the more that i read through the notes and see like it opens up little bits and pieces here and there but it is really interesting because i'm I don't think everyone's the same, but I don't recall every single bit. So it is really neat being able to go through this because I think every time I listen to it, something new is recalled, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And that kind of plays into like this, you know, are you making it up idea? God, I wish I was. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and it's, it's so true. And going back to that somnambulistic um, uh, level or type of person that, does actually like have no recollection yeah. of the experience at all. Yet they're communicating throughout upwards of an hour to an hour and a half. And I'm looking at them going, wait a second, you've been under for almost two hours. What do you mean? And they have no recall of it. And you'll also have, I would say, 100% of the people that do go under will come to at the end and say, um... Something to the extent of thinking that it was about 20 minutes that had passed and it had been an hour and 40 or, or however long their 
session lasted. And there really is no time or space or anything. It's just you are in it. It's happening. It is everything. And time doesn't really exist. So when you come out of this, there's a bit of a shock of like, what the hell just happened? Where am I? What time is it? How did that, how did that all take place? Yeah. So it's, it's so fascinating on what you can do from your own body. Oh, yeah. With just some words. Yeah. And then I find there's the people that are recalling and can recall, but are almost arguing with what, the, what they're saying. Like that it's it's coming from somewhere that they they don't even they don't even know. Like like I, I can I can attest to that. So and I think maybe that's where you're going with this is my weird stories of arguing with my higher self, quote unquote, where I've gone into a meditation or into a float, which I think would be an amazing super nature. And I've gone in there arguing with myself because the answers that were coming to me we're not the ones that I wanted to hear. And it is so fascinating to me. Again, like all of this is just so fascinating because we take so much for granted in our in our lives and we, we take so much just at face value. But then to go into this meditation where you are literally yelling at yourself <laughs> inside because you don't want to hear something, whatever that may be. How do you argue that? I mean, what some people might call that your gut instinct and knowing what is right or wrong. Sometimes you're asking questions that aren't about right and wrong. They're just about very specific things that you want an answer to. And maybe that answer isn't what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. If you can kind of connect with that universal bubble or higher self, then you can get those answers. Okay, so back to your session. Yeah, <laughs> they're like squirrels over here. Uh, yeah, I wanted to bring up one moment where you mentioned the blueskins. Mm-hmm. If you recall anything about these these other beings that apparently were a part of Earth and are connected to humans, I would love to sit here and have an amazing story about that but I don't and that is definitely an area that I don't see when I think about it Mm -hmm. and I don't know what it looked like I don't know I just I have no recollection of that entire piece so there's a there's a one of those situations where you are under you express something you say these blueskins but now in talking to you about it like you have like you there's there's nothing consciously there connected to it no so if i hadn't read through my transcript and you were just to sit here with me now and say so about the blueskins i'd say okay what blueskins and mm. no no idea whatsoever about them and i would love to explore that to find out why they were here before us and what happened to them and and who they were that sounds like uh something we'll have to explore in (laughs) another session yeah absolutely (laughs) um there was another moment in in there that uh, i thought was really fascinating was when uh you were explaining uh kind of along with the blue skins and the the earth that earth is a filter Mm -hmm. uh i thought that was a, a fascinating little idea because energy catchment where 
you have to get to a certain vibration to be able to move on, which has been a, is becoming a very common idea that you know Earth is a very heavy um, third dimensional existence where you are going through a lot of heavier energies to lighten and to expand and move beyond. Um, but I also really liked it because you were referencing our water uh, filter in our house. And I did not clue into that <laughs> until listening back afterwards. Um, and then I realized that it was directly referencing our actual water filter system that talks about the water going through these filter levels of filters and then coming out the bottom. And then we take that water from the bottom, which has been purified and drinkable. And I just thought that was a really interesting idea and really interesting that even in this regression, regressive state, your your subconscious was using things from here. Yeah, using using the stuff in the house to help get this idea yeah. across. And it's funny because when you bring that up, I feel, <laughs> don't be upset, I feel the frustration of trying to explain. And when you're, or at least I can only speak for myself, when I'm under and I can't get those words out, there is a frustration. So it's just like, come on, okay, what does he know? Because I was trying really hard to explain something that just was difficult probably for me to explain. I'm not a wordsmith. <laughs> it's difficult sometimes. And I remember that moment of saying like, listen, it's like, like a water filter. And, and I do, I do kind of believe that in some degree. I mean, we talk a lot about, especially with things that a lot of us out there have read with like this new earth and 3d, 5d kind of thing that are overlapping. Well, people who filter through and there are some that don't, neither is good or bad. They just happen. Sometimes it doesn't make it all the way. Sometimes it does. And get to experience different things and whether or not you come out at the end I guess that's your choice and what you've chosen to experience that time but you can just reset and start over again that's wonderful but <laughs> oh exhausting <laughs> it is exhausting <laughs> oh. and yeah like that brings the, the whole idea that our spiritual consciousness you know, never dies mm -hmm. and that life in this physical sense recurs as in reincarnation oh yeah and that it's a cyclical yeah. one and done ain't happening no, here there, that is just so easy there is no yolo no that does not exist you only live always yola <laughs> you only keep living okay um i wanted to discuss the jungle because mm -hmm. uh, i really wanted to get your take on what you felt about that jungle scenario that we went to the jungle was this place that that when you experienced it you were told you helped create this yes and that it almost like a its own dimension in a in this orb like a planet like we would think like a planet but not a planetary size it was smaller but it was something that you could go to and it was something that you created. Yeah, it had no beginning, no end. I recall 
I recall that experience a lot because for some reason, I want to say that 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 was shown to me because of the vast amounts of fear that I um, deal with every day in like every facet of life. I I've always struggled with being afraid of everything. Um, so I feel like this helped to show me in a very strange way different things and why I'm afraid of them here and not there. When we kind of moved forward out of what we were doing at that moment, we went into a new area and it was sort of, okay, now what are you viewing? What do you see? I recall almost like I was peering out of a cave, except there was no floor, there was no actual cave, but it was like I was in darkness and I kind of opened the curtains and poked my head out and went, wow, <laughs> where am I right now? And I remember feeling like I was in a jungle, which is hilarious because I would never go in a jungle in this life, in this world. It no, you would not. Me. When I say I'm afraid of everything, it's truth. Um, so I remember being up in these vines and everything was thick. I could see sky, but I wasn't focused on it at all. I was really focused on the vines and the leaves and branches of things and just the lush surroundings that I was in. Um, I wasn't a physical thing. I didn't have a body and I wasn't on ground. So when I looked down, it was just more of the same. And there was a lot of space in between. So it's not like I was just, you know, stuck in a branch of things. Um, but everywhere I looked, it was just the same and it was beautiful, but there was no feeling of, oh my God, I'm going to fall or, oh my God, I'm going to move this layer that way. It or, was, oh my God, something's going to come eat me. Yeah. I mean, I'm afraid of birds and bugs. And, you know, I did recall a and bears bird, and, and bears lions and dogs and, and cats yeah. and mice and everything. And trees. And trees sometimes. Yeah, I am afraid of trees and I'm not sure why. Um, but this was really lovely. So I just, I felt very comfortable and very safe and protected there. And just, I felt warmth. And when I kind of pull myself out to, okay, where was this place? The only thing that could describe it was a silver ball. And it was almost like looking into something the size of a magic eight ball, just for like size description. A snow globe. Or a snow globe. Yeah. But it was not clear like that. It was a hard silver orb. But that's where it was. Like Phantasm. Like Phantasm. Sorry, back, th throwback to our scary horror days. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm afraid of everything, because I love horror. But yeah, so think of the Phantasm ball. This was like a moving orb, but the entire planet or existence was inside of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. And I know we've kind of talked a little bit about that before, too, of almost being like center of something else if that makes sense. It's like a gobstopper. Like, that's the center, and there might be other things around it. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't want to get into too much of that, because mm -hmm. that, that comes up into play, I think, in your second or third hypnosis session. Yeah, they just get they start to better explore. and better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll hold off on that one. That'll, that's listen. coming up. Yeah. So just to kind of go a little bit back in your session, you do go to this nebulous, purple like gel-like substance in the middle of the universe. Mm -hmm. um, 
which is fascinating on itself, but I think you have a really good explanation about it being this healing place that you can kind of travel to and just... The cosmic bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which is uh, crazy because I don't like baths. <laughs> um, but the fact that you associated it at number eight. Yes. And I guess it came to eight as the color. But I'm just curious, yeah, if, if you had anything else. It was almost like a slime that did not get on you didn't stick on you and allowing your consciousness to go there for like a break and i do recall frustration with that as well of getting a name for it because it was almost like and i think this has come up a few times where you ask for information and they're just like my god why do you need a name for it there is no name it is a feeling it is a place you go to stop being human like stop it (laughs) (laughs) that was great there i remember that moment when uh i was asking about like explanations on things and and there was that hint of frustration and like like does it matter does it matter (laughs) yeah do you really need to know that what this place is or where it is like just experience it yeah (laughs) right oh yeah because that was when it went to four five two Yes. As you know, if you really have to know, like, well, great, yeah, I, it doesn't help at all. I don't know anymore, more, exactly. but, but yeah. Because how do you put that validation into something mm-hmm. that is not something you can validate? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it is just something. Yeah. And this is what it is. Which again, kind of would be an odd thing for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> if you were trying to make this up. No, it was interesting because I do remember the frustration of it and just being like, fine, like. This is what your words would say for it, but it's not going to get you anywhere. Those numbers, those codes, those names, they won't get you somewhere because when you put that name to it, you give an idea of what that is and you have this like preconceived notion of what you're supposed to experience. So instead, it's like, here is the experience that you get. Take that experience and now convert it into what you need out of it. And what you can do with it. So I may say, like, I'm able to go into bed and lay down and, like, meditate before bed to try to, like, relax a little bit. And I want to, like, visualize this, you know, purple gel, like, it'll take me where I need to go. That may not be what works for you, though. And then you'll get frustrated that number eight didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not about number eight. It's about how that experience translates to you. Well, that sums up the things that I wanted to outline uh about that first session yeah is there anything that comes to mind that you want to make sure you you bring up or discuss from from that experience um oh there's probably a lot but i think for me it's just telling people that um you know keep an open mind with things that you may feel or see keep a very open mind especially right now things are changing things are opening things are expanding for people so Take things lightly and just go with it, you know. Things are not the same as they used to be. And I think it's good to embrace that. If you would like to share your story or have any questions about our discussions or have any ideas that you would like us to include, email us at supernature at galacticcycle.com. And if you enjoyed this session, subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform and stay up to date on all of our latest releases. 
Help us make these shows as interactive as possible. So please reach out and keep this conversation going. You can connect with us in the links in the bio and become a part of the journey. See you next time for more incredible stories. And in all that you do, may you reconnect with the earth. Thank you for listening and never stop pushing the boundaries of reality.